Prospect News and Analysis. This is Hockey Prospect Radio with Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. We're back and powered by Instat Hockey, offering the largest data and video library of players, teams, leagues worldwide. Now we're going to be speaking with Pat Malloy about player development on our ongoing series. Uh, the topic as we continue on this week is speed differential, efficiency, and evasiveness. Pat, thanks for coming on the show again. We really appreciate it. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. So let's uh, get into a little bit about those topics and start with speed differential and um, give our listeners some background on what that means. Then how does uh, someone in player development uh, recognize that in a player and then build that up to be at a level that would be um, NHL caliber? Yeah, I mean, these three topics, everything's sort of week over week. Every time we're together, we kind of um, everything melds together. But from a, you know, an efficiency speed differential and an evasiveness standpoint, you know, I'll start with the efficiency concept and that we spoke, you know, previously on the concepts of power acquisition, turning power into speed and creating quickness in our movement. And, and really the efficiency component, you know, is, is all about that postural power acquisition. So being in posture that allows us to uh, access muscle fibers that move our mass, you know, without getting too crazy into the science, that's really what we're looking for. And then as it relates to speed differential, you know, ultimately the goal that we'd like to, to have is to a have a high stride turnover rate. So we want to make sure that we can, really access all the power, create the speed and have the process wrapped up via quickness to create as much stride turnover in a set space as we can. Um, and from a speed differential standpoint, a lot of that, you know, really boils down to understanding how to use our speed. So we want to have a high top end, no question. Everyone would love to have a real high top end. Um, and we talked a bit about acceleration well, the key here with this is making sure that we recognize that we can, we know what it feels like and we drill and rep to the understanding of this is what it feels like when I'm redlining, when I'm, you know, I've got the, the pedal push to the floor, but then from a speed differential standpoint, I don't want to be redlined all over the ice. I want to make sure there's some in reserve and that I have acceleration to create different openings and spaces, um, you know, that my mind sees or my eyes see and my hockey sense evaluates to to be able to get to the spots and create that pocket of time. So from a drilling perspective, it's making sure we try to develop a good high end speed, but then understanding that we don't want to just live there, that the way that we apply that speed at various portions of the ice is going to be hugely important for us in that range. Pat, when you're talking about um, applying north-south speed differential and how, how fast they can apply their top speed and for how long do you put it uh do you put them through a simulations where they're already deconditioned so they almost have to fight through their own mechanics and then and then try to make sure that they're more comfortable in that surrounding so that they can uh, reapply the mechanics when they're at that that red line state as you suggest 100 percent. I, I mean everything that we'll try to do we'll, we'll put them in scenarios they'll find themselves in you know i've always been a believer that that skating the game is hugely important and that that really comes back to the idea of speed differential so i think we've all seen players that are you know they're they're corvettes they can they're like nascar they can race around and they're they're 100 miles an hour with their hair on fire all the time but there's really no application to how it's used and they accomplish very little tax the energy system don't get much done um, but boy they look 
great zipping around the ice and accomplishing very little. So it's, it's really the understanding that, you know, if we know what top speed feels like, understanding that if I'm going to beat someone in a scenario where I've got to get past them, but I'm already redlining uh, and there's just nothing else, I'm going to go to default skills and, and likely make a poorer percentage play than I would had I given myself the opportunity to have another burst, to have another um, element to my mobility and to my acceleration. Uh, and, and those things are key in terms of skating the game is, is one of the things, especially once you've got you know, access to a player, for instance, within an organization, and you can create that plan, um, how they apply and skate the game really becomes something that you, know, you, you start to augment the technical skills and, and the, the things that we do off the ice athletically with them to make them better skaters. Um, those things become, you know, very, very important to, to augment all of those other areas. It's Hockey Prospect Radio on Sirius XM, NHL Network Radio. I'm Shane Malloy with Brad Allen from HockeyProspect.com, powered by Instat Hockey, offering the largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide. We're speaking with Pat Malloy, player development coach, about our topic this week in speed differential, efficiency, and evasiveness. Pat, do you use video... Um, as examples of players that race around the ice like a Corvette, I always think back to Rico Fado, um from that standpoint of that type of skater and then use video examples of players that know how to use their speed effectively within a game. And I always think back as obviously uh, in football, we used to have wide receivers that could just run like just like sprint like cheetahs, but really couldn't understand when they had to stop and slow down and slide into zones. And um, I find that very similar application into, into hockey as well of not understanding what's going on around you. Um, How critical are the video component in your coaching sessions so that they have an image in their mind of what they need to do? You know, Today's athletes, a lot of them are visual learners. Um, I like to use example, comparable players. I like them to see themselves. I'll do a lot with split screens where they can see themselves versus a comparable. Um, And and sort of wrapping into our last topic of evasiveness, how you harness and control and apply your, your basis skating in a game and your speed use in a game really is one of the most, you know, effective ways to evade confrontation or people trying to close time and space on you. And so that's where I'll draw their attention is, is not, you know, because I said, so here, here's the, you know, the game-based evidence of the things you're doing. You know, I don't know how many times, especially when you get a young player and they're graduating to pro. And the idea is, is that they're over skating things a lot of the time, trying to show that I can keep pace of play at this level. Um, and sometimes it's less is more. And, and it's a, it's also a reverse mindset. Sometimes you've got players that are never going to be super high end top out full speed type players, but they can be very, very effective understanding that being fast at the right time is, 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 is more important than being overall fast. And so I, I think the game shows us that, that we see several players that are quite accomplished in the national hockey league. That, that don't skate like Connor McDavid and that's okay. That's his physical makeup, his talent level. And, and, you know, there's a lot of things that go into the way he moves. Um, there's other players that are very effective players that are high earning players that are, that are high value players in terms of their club. And their understanding is, is that I have to, to, to work a little bit differently within the confines of my athletic ability, my strength level, 
my talent level, uh, my processing of the game. And so, you know, I'll use it on both sides. Um, we can improve every skater to a degree, but there's no such thing as one perfect style of skating. There's, there's the science that backs optimal movement, but everybody's physical makeup is a little bit different than another. So for, for me to try to cookie cutter and say, I'm going to make you Nathan McKinnon, or I'm going to make you Connor McDavid, that's, that's not a, a fair measuring stick to put someone up against. Um, it's, it's making sure you fully understand each athlete, each player, and, and all of the things that go into making them what they are, showing them comparable, showing them, you know, the things that they habitually do that work, and then things that would translate a little bit better to, to success at the pro level. Yeah. And those are all, and those are interesting factors. And you look, I look at a guy like Mark Stone as, you know, a skater who is obviously not the, not the most, you know, speed burner, but he's a really highly effective skater and knows when he has to be, you know, pump, pump that up uh, in any game situation. So I, you know, I think his understanding of how he, what he needs to do when he is skating makes him an effective skater, but when you looked at him in the draft year, that's the reason why he dropped down to the fifth round and, you know, the senators got this superstar at that level. So I always find those comparables um, really fascinating, but Pat, thank you very much for coming on our show. Once again, giving us some really fantastic insight uh, on the topic this week. And we look forward to speaking with you next week. Sounds great guys. Everyone stay safe and healthy and we'll talk soon. That's Pat Malloy player development coach. Both Brad and I are going to take a quick break. We'll be back right after these important messages. Every play, every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential. But all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat, a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash HPR to learn more. The Junior Prospect Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skill development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. Through an integrated series of best business practices, and we design solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at fractalhockey.com. Outside Edge has built a reputation for guiding hockey players toward their potential and provides on- and off-ice development programs for hockey players. Outside Edge Hockey Development operates all programs on the philosophy of quality over quantity. Our strength, skills, and mental coaches understand the demands of the game and use this knowledge to develop strength, speed, and energy systems so our athletes can reach their potential. The Outside Edge programming features KPI-based strength and conditioning programs, skating, and skill development 
open sessions for pro, junior, midget, bantam, and peewee. Contact us today at outsideedge.ca.